World Prayer Center and the Praying Family Chapel presents Dominion 2017. Divine encounter to your next level. Five weeks prayer and fasting is starting on the 27th of February to 31st of March 2017. Morning and evening sessions. Host is Prophet Nana Seyopukusakone. We walk by faith and not by feeling. We walk by faith and not by hearing. God said it. I believe it and that settles it. So when you claim you are walking by faith, how you feel is so important. And fasting activates your faith. It helps you to kill unbelief in your heart. Once you start watching what you can see and feel, faith loses its power. And now, the message. Oh, thank you, thank Father. You, we bless Father. your holy name for the third week of our fasting. Thank you that it pleases you that we seek your face. Amen. Thank you that it pleases you that we get closer to you. For in that, we tap into strength. Because by flesh shall no man prevail. Amen. Speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated for 30 minutes. Let me just motivate you a little bit about the works. Hallelujah. Very crucial. After you pray, you need to hear God's word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes without fasting, prayer becomes ineffectual. Ineffectual. What did I say? Sometimes without fasting, prayer becomes ineffectual. It means that your prayer can be ineffective outside of fasting. Are you with me here today? Hallelujah. Somebody say fasting. Mm. It means that fasting restores and amplifies prayer. Huh? Fasting restores. Jesus said this kind cannot go out except by fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. So when you start fasting, the one that is pushing you to eat is the devil. Because it's the fastest way to bring his kingdom down. There is no fastest way to tear his kingdom than that one. Fasting restores and amplifies what? Prayer. <laughs> it will bring one closer to God. What does fasting do? It brings you what? Because God is not flesh. And by flesh I know man prevail. Huh? God is a spirit and did that worship. Because fasting brings the flesh under subjection, it has power to Bring you closer to God. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you want to be closer to God? Hallelujah. That's the key. Fasting combined with prayer brings you closer to God. And the closer you are to God, the easier life is. Yeah, three people said, I'm it. They caught it. Hallelujah. Hmm. Nobody get close to God and struggle. Abraham was called a friend of God. He was hyper comfortable. Impossibilities were making possible for him. He was the mortal millionaire of his time. The guy was so rich that when he make me, he said, he wanted to give me a gift. He said, I refuse to take it. That you will say you make Abraham rich. That's heavy. May you be so blessed that you reject people's gift. And the Bible says he was called a friend of God. Friend. Can you imagine God in heaven calling you his friend? One day God said, I want to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Can, can I do anything and hide it from my friend? So God came down and discussed it with Abraham. <laughs> Hyper comfortable. Fasting brings one closer to God. Brings one closer to God. More quickly than any other way known. Listen. Fasting brings you closer to God more quickly than any other way known. The fastest way to get closer to God. How many of you want to get closer to God? There are other things that people do, but fasting, I'm saying that it brings one closer to God more quickly than any other way. 
any other, any other way known in the Christian kingdom. So when somebody is eating, somebody is fasting, you are not the same. God is a just go. Even when somebody is doing six to six and somebody is doing three days dry, you are not the same. Why should God reward, okay, in the natural, somebody went to work. He said, me, this company, I can only work from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Huh? It's okay, good. Another person can say, okay, I work from 6 a.m. to noon, 12. Somebody said, I work from morning to 5. Will you pay them the same? No. So if man will not do that, how do you expect God to pay people the same? No. So in my estimation, the longer the fast, the more the reward. There is, yesterday, you have to get the tape of what I was preaching on Sunday. I said that one of the signs of the end time is that the love of many will grow cold. It's one of the signs of the end time. Jesus Christ was saying in Matthew 24, he said, the love of many shall wax cold. It's the signs of the end time. Waxing cold means that people will find it difficult to come to church. Strange. People cannot serve God in joy. People will enjoy sinning than walking in righteousness. They will be in the church who but they will not enjoy coming to church. One of the signs of revival is that anytime there's a program you don't come, you feel like there's a burden on you. It's a sign of revival. If there is a program you are sitting at home and you are hyper comfortable, signs of the end time, the thing has catch you. This is what is killing the revival in the West. The devil can kill a revival. Oh, he can kill it easily. One of the dangers of killing a revival is that the baton is not handed over to the next generation. It means that America has experienced a mighty move of God from somewhere 18th, 19th, 20th century. But at a point, eh, recently I saw statistics that was frightening. They say that 75% of the youth in America has never seen the church of Victoria. Yes, 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 yes. If I, it might even be more. Say they've never, between the ages of about 16 to about somewhere 30, early 30, say some of them has never seen the inside. And it says some of them has never heard the Lord's prayer. Mm. Are you shocked? <laughs> you remember the seven churches in the book of Revelation? Yeah. That Jesus wrote a letter. Yeah. Do you know all churches, all those churches were in Turkey? Now, Turkey is 98% Islam. So, 700 years ago, it was the center of revival. Turkey was the center of revival. That is where you have the church of uh, Philadelphia, the church of Lodicea. All those, uh, those, those churches were there. Today, Satan has killed it. May your revival never be killed. Amen. The only way to sustain it is a life of fasting and prayer. Life outside fasting and prayer, you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power. Today, God told me something very interesting. He said that even when you feel like I am not with you, that is the time I'm very close to you. It just brought peace in my spirit. Do you know there are times when you are praying, I see God is not there. He said, that is the time I am more closer to you. That is why I check most of your breakthroughs, major breakthroughs, you get it at the time you feel like God is not there. So even when the breakthrough came, you were shocked. Say, ah, I thought God is not there. And bam, bam, he came. God told me, say, the time the devil let you feel like I'm far from you, that's the time I'm so close to you. 
Did you hear what I said? Hallelujah. Are you, are you, are you, are you with me? <laughs> Fasting is the most potent power in the universe. The way science is moving faster, the scientific world is moving very fast. iPhone 1, iPhone 2, iPhone 10, uh, Samsung 20, uh, Nokia 82. All of them are there. Now, when science is moving at that speed, the other counterpart in the spirit that can compete with it is fasting. So, that's all. It is fasting that brings the discoveries. If you are not a Christian, listen, if you are not a fasting Christian, you will mark time in fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. All the major players in the Bible, every one of them was a fasting student. Everyone. All the people God used in a remarkable way. Moses, who went to deliver Israel from Egypt under satanic bondage, under strong demonic stronghold. Don't joke with Egypt. Even when God put a stake there and became a snake, the devil could do one. So you know the powers you are going to contend. Moses couldn't have gone there just like that. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, twice. Elijah, that was contending with the spirit of Jezebel. Do you know why you are joking? You don't know what you are contending with. You cannot confront anything you have not identified. It must be identified first before you are confronted. And after you identify, you assess it. And then you get ready to pay the price. What kind of family background do I come from? Who makes it in the family? Ah, so my grandfather was so broke. My father is broke. All my cousins go. The one that make it to America, nobody has heard of him. No, something is wrong. Assessment. Then what is the way forward? Then you begin to count the cost and pay the price. And breakthrough. And breakthrough. And because God is a faithful God, if only you can pay the price, you will break through. Oh, you are not saying proper amen to what I'm talking about. Assess it and count the cost. Grace is free, but it's not cheap. It's a price to pay. The reason why I'm so interested in this thing is that there are people eh, who has condemned the ministry of fasting and they condemn them themselves. One of the striving churches in the United Kingdom, that's the church that uh, Pastor Paul them all came from. Striving church. The pastor was preaching against fasting. It's not necessary. Only faithless people fast. One day he scattered. He started sleeping with people in the church. My teacher scattered. Couldn't come back up to now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So as long as the bridegroom is there, they need to fast. One day the bridegroom will be taken away, they will they fast. That was the day he used to try fasting my. So when I'm taken away, you don't have a choice. Let me tell you something. You don't only fast because you want God to give you permanent cream and lipstick. You don't only fast for those things. You don't only fast because God has given you a husband. It brings a lot of benefit around your life. It makes you sharp in the spirit. You develop the gift of the spirit. Whatever anointing or grace you are operating, you become sharp in that area. One day God told me, say, I asked him, why, are you, why do you want me to fast so much? He said, you have to become the best you can be for the people I've called you for. So fasting makes you the best you can be for the people who have called you for. Now watch this. As we are doing it and people, you know, sometimes when you start fasting, you go and compare other people that are not fasting as if they are making it more than you. It's a try of the devil because Satan whispers to people's ears. 
This your cousin that does not fancy look at the way they're doing it. No, wait. I told you about tomatoes farm and cocoa farm. That's the difference. When somebody start, when uh, 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 some Elijah go and do tomatoes farm and I'm doing cocoa farm, eh? three months you start reaping. You start to create a cascade, box, box, carry it. You'll be rejoicing, walking there. Eh? That, that time my cocoa is now growing you, and I'm weedy, using a, 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 some weedy side to try and weedy side the cocoa. Huh? And it's there. Oh, you reap it. In fact, you reap the, you reap the tomatoes. Huh? And even plant another one after three months. Huh? And reap more. He's reaping at the greatest to come. Pack the tomatoes. Some of them were pro on his way. And then that, all of them, I'm standing there. Uh, that, the man that is fasting is the one planting the cocoa farm. You'll be standing there and then as if nothing is happening. Then after about, when this guy is reaping six months, six months, every year you reap twice. January to June, reap. June to December, reap. Is there. Then three years, cocoa starts reaping. Uh, it is one of the strongest commodities for this country. Serious. One of the major incomes that bring money to this country is cocoa. So when you are fasting, as if you are not reaping anything until your harvest starts. Now, cocoa, do you know? Let me assume I have 50 acres of cocoa. Far. This guy has planted tomatoes, 20 acres, and he's working. <laughs> he might even develop pot belly. If the cocoa farmer reap once, bam! First year. And let me tell you another thing also about the cocoa farm. When you start reaping, eh, even your children, because my grandmother has died a long time with the cocoa farm, some people are still reaping. It can be real for about 50 years. Oh, yeah. Now they have all kinds of chemicals to prevent. You cut it. and they, No, I'm telling you, my grandmother's cocoa farm, they are still reaping it. I saw it when I was a little boy. I saw it when I was a little boy. When you go there for vacation, then you see tractors bringing the cocoa. They are still reaping it. How long can you reap tomatoes? So that's so if you don't get buyer, it's spoil. Cocoa, you don't struggle for buyer. The government himself come and buy. In fact, they give increment for it. If you have a cocoa farm, it's not a matter of you finish and then who is going to buy. No, 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 no. Your money is already set. It's not anybody that says oh, the state must buy it. Uh, when you are fasting, it looks as if you are not reaping anything. It's a cocoa farm. Hey, the way you are fasting here is a cocoa farm. Your cocoa is still growing. When the day of your harvest starts, <laughs> everybody will know you have arrived. Yeah. The, the tomato farmer, you try and hire some articulator. When the cocoa farmer reap the first harvest, you buy tractor. You buy trucks. All the best farmers, they give them houses. None of them is without cocoa. You can't win the best farmer award in Ghana without a cocoa farm. It means that you cannot become what God has made you without the life of fasting. Get it? You will mark time. You will mark time. It's crucial. The physical benefit. 
That's power. Hallelujah. Keeps you healthy. Flash that sickness from your system. A medical doctor in America told me, he said that the body was made by God to heal itself. So when you assist it with fasting, most of the sickness in your body comes as a result of food. So anytime you are sick and you are eating, you are feeding your sickness. That is why check your dogs in the house. When they are sick, they don't eat. Check a lot of animals. Even human beings, naturally. When, when God wants to break you, and it's called false fast. You don't want to do it willingly. So God forces it on you with a conjunction and agreement with sickness. So God gives you malaria for two weeks so that he can reduce your food. Instead of going through a false fast, why don't you go through a willing fast? Oh, so difficult. Hallelujah. I said, don't cry. You have been fast. The doctors will tell you, no, I'm not sure. I said, I'm not sure. I said, No. Somebody say fasting. It's very crucial. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody discourage you from it. No. You don't need a crowd to fast. You need an agreement. The crowd, when people are here, if the crowd comes fine, hallelujah. Most of them, when you have a crowd to go and fast, people are eating. That is why it's not every prayer meeting, Jesus take everybody. The prayer meeting, only Peter, James, and John can be there. The rest of the apostles, he doesn't need them. Judas must not be in that prayer meeting. Amen to Jesus. What did I say? I say fasting is the most potent power on the universe. <laughs> And interesting, it is placed at the disposal of every believer. You have to pay tax to fast. It's the most potent power on the universe. Place at the disposal of every believer. It's a willing thing. You choose to fast, God will not force it on you. God will not force it on you. When you willingly decide to fast, heaven is pleased. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Ha, I see you winning. I see you growing from grace to grace. I see you being established in the land of the living. Some of you here, you will never know the benefit of why you are fasting until give yourself one year. When your cocoa start bearing. Because food feeds on the appetite of carnality. Food does what? Feeds on the appetite of what? Carnality. Food feeds on the appetite of of carnality. That is why the stimulation. That is why you see if you cannot master the food appetite, the rest of the appetite, you can handle it. Anybody that have not mastered the food appetite, you can't stand the sex appetite. And you can't stand the greed and the covetous appetite. You can't stand it. No. The devil didn't come to the garden of Eden to tend them with sex. He tempted them with food. After food brought the sin, then the rest of the appetite follows. You can't handle it. 
I keep under my body and bring it under subject. God is not going to do it for you. It's a practical choice. Hmm. Paul said, I keep under my body. So the only way to overcome this body is to bring it under what? Subjection. Don't give it food when they say, I want to eat. Because hmm. I'm fasting. To keep you from a lot of trouble. Hallelujah. Now, but there is another point I want to get you to. I want to believe God that you catch it this morning, shortly before we go. Hallelujah. That one of the important pillars you need in the kingdom is faith. Because faith, <laughs> uh, everything answers to faith and faith answers to God. Everything. Everything that God has made available for you is accessible by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to do what? To please God. Now, fasting and faith, eh, all the things fasting like faith likes it. All the things fasting doesn't like, faith also doesn't like it. Now, the, if you study carefully, let me lay this as a foundation. The book of Matthew chapter 17. When the disciples couldn't cast the demon out, when they came to Jesus to come and tell them that why couldn't we cast him, he started talking about unbelief. He didn't start talking about the father. Actually, you don't actually need fasting to cast the devil out. Because the price to deal with the devil is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All authority is given unto me. Are you getting the point? That in my name you shall cast out demons. But there are certain demons that when they sense unbelief in your heart, they will not respond to your authority. Oh, you are not getting it. Matthew chapter 17. Let me read from verse number 15, if you don't mind. So that you will get what I'm talking about. Lord, have mercy on my son. He's a lunatic. He's so vexed. For often that he falls into the fire and onto the, onto the water. Uh, and I brought him to thy disciples. How many disciples are there? Nine. Can you agree that it's nine? Yeah. Because Jesus took three there. Even the other three, when they were there, they would not make any difference. I don't think there will be any difference. Hallelujah. What will be the difference? Are you saying? Because when they send them to, to all of them came back and they say, the demons are subject to us. Because even the three, they went to sleep. On the mantle of the grace, they were sleeping. So I don't think when they were there, there will be any difference. Hallelujah. Now, I brought him to the disciples and they could not cure him. This is one of the places that Jesus used very strong words for them. Very, very strong words. Uh, when the man said, Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless. So the first thing that prevented them from casting the demon was what? Jesus said, faithless and what? Oh, unbelieving and perverse. Give me the message Bible. Jesus said, what a generation. No sense of God. No focus to your life. How many times do I have? No sense of God. No focus to your life. Give me amplified version. I'm looking at something. Hmm. Amplify. And Jesus answered, you unbelieving, wap, wayward, rebellious, and thoroughly perverse generation. When you say somebody is perverse, what's the meaning of that? To turn away from something. I want you to hear, hear it very well. Perverse. Mm -hmm. Turn away from what is right. To good. turn away from what is what? Right. Do you know I asked you a question that if you know the right thing, you are not doing it. What do we say it? 
but I didn't want to go into details to turn away from what is right. So anytime you are in perversion, you know what is right, but you refuse to do it. This way you will never forget. As well, continue reading. Let me see your meaning. Uh -huh. More synonyms. Yes. Um, to turn away from what is right. Improper. So another word can be contradict. Yes. Huh? Another synonymous word can be contradiction. Huh? Improper. Okay, what In, word again? Incorrect. Incorrect. Contrary to the evidence. Contrary to the evidence. Contrary to what is right. Then you are in perversion. Now, let's leave English and let's come to theology. Now, Jesus answered and said, faithless. Number one, you are faithless. Number two, you are perverse. You are incorrect. Faithless and perverse were generation. Watch this. Jesus put all of them in a certain generation that the generation where you are, you are in perversion. How is our generation more perverse than them? These people didn't know homosexuality. No. Most of the things that we have in our generation, in the history of the world, is only manufactured in this generation. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Jesus said, how long shall I be with you? It means that, are you going to always depend on me to solve problems? I'm not going to be with you every time. How long shall I be with you? There is a place in your Christian work that somebody must not just stand in the gap. You must learn to go to God yourself. That is why, that is why I have always believed in teaching people to fish than to giving them fish. It's a Chinese proverb. If I teach you how to pray and you cut the spirit of prayer, a guy came to me and said that, uh, Daddy, uh, uh, my father, and, and I said, where, where do you come from? So I've been following you. I said, the father, you follow me, that's not me, you are my, you are my son. I said, no, don't go and tell people that I'm your father. Say why? I said, because you don't look like me. You don't look like me. I was here, a woman came here and said that you impregnated her. You don't look like me. Your father, I don't impregnate people. So you, it's not enough to call a man your father. You must look like. Now watch this. Let me show you the difference. Let me show you the difference. My biological children look like me physically. But my spiritual children must look at me, must look like me spiritually. It means that when you meet Martin Albert and they must know that, oh, the Bible said, when the Sahindrin looked at the apostles, they took notice that they be with Jesus. Today, God told me, it is dangerous for people to hang around you for a long time. Who does it look like you? Mm. Say, if you are here in a church, you are committing fornication. You don't look like me. Mm -hmm. You don't have my DNA. And that is why when I bless you, you are not getting blessed. You check every ministry that has crossed about 20 years. Some of the associate pastors, they talk like they are senior pastor. They have catched their zine. It's a spiritual principle. When you look at them, no. So I told the guy, I said, don't walk around telling people that I'm your father because you don't look like me. I said, when you come around, check my sons. Have you seen them? Check them. They don't look like me. Don't call me a father. Don't put my name on you to be walking around. It is dangerous to carry my name when you don't look like me. You must look like me. You must believe the things I believe. You must walk in the things I walk in. You can't call me a father when you are maltreating your wife 
and you are sleeping with other women because I don't do that to the woman you also call your mother. No. As I'm preaching the love, this is the way I'm going to preach. So if any of these guys don't, no, 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 no. One of the pastors, he has to run away. When we're having a meeting, most, the rest of the pastor drove him away. He doesn't look like me. You can hang around, but you look like me. No. Because you must begin to carry my DNA for you to walk in the favor I walk in. No. So the fact that you call me daddy, that's not me, I daddy. You, I, no, 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 no. It doesn't work. No. No. You have to carry my spirit. Do the things I believe, the things I believe. Stand on the things I stand. Then you walk in the favor I walk in. I told the guy, I said, don't ever call me anybody. And I said that, even if you, if you don't listen to me and you call me daddy somewhere, it doesn't change anything. And you will not receive any impartation until you begin to believe the things I believe. The reason why a lot of people cannot carry the spirit of their father is that they don't look like him. And they don't do things the way they do it. Amen. Perverse generation, watch it. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to to me. Watch this. And Jesus rebuked the spirit. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed. You see, we are in a generation that people want to just come and hang around. This generation believe a lot of things that are not biblical. One of the things I see this present, everybody come and, hey, I, I, I want you to be my spiritual father. Do you know that the children in the orphanage, they don't go around looking for people to adopt them. It is people that willingly. Huh? You have to wait till somebody look at you and the person say, I want to adopt you. None of those two children has gone and said, Mommy, Patrick, Faminati, Timmy, Faminati, Timmy, Faminati, Timmy. No, it doesn't work. It's not a person. People are looking for the children. They go there, they do the paperwork, and they adopt them. But the reason why a lot of the orphans are looking for somebody to call a father is because, uh, I wish I can tell you and you believe it. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. They think that, it's as some people, they go to church, they believe that if the pastor buried them, they'll go to heaven. Yes, it's a belief. I did it. I did it as a statistics. I asked questions somewhere and I found it from people. People go to some churches, they believe that. No, it's called perversion. You believe something that is a lie, but you believe it. You believe in the lie, but you believe it. Some of the people think that when they are walking around and they come and say, you are my spiritual father, and you say yes, then they will make it. No, it goes with the principle. It goes with some kind of understanding. Yeah, it goes. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I told one guy, see where some of the people there who are my sons, I know in my spirit, they are my sons. Eh? My spirit follows them. But I tell my son, I come, go and sleep. Say, Daddy, I'm not feeling sleep. I say, lie down. Ah. When the sleep comes, continue. If it doesn't, you are not moving, go to your bedroom and sleep. That's what it is. Train a child. No. It's not a matter of, eh, it's not a matter of, eh, I'm not feeling sleep. I'm walking around. The authority said that go to your bedroom. Stay there till sleeping catch you. Stay there till the sleeping coming. If the sleeping is not coming, stay. Don't move an inch. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting the point now? Mm -hmm. 
And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of the child. And the child was cured from that very hour. Remember, he has already dealt with them. Faithless and perverse. Everybody say faithless. Do you know why? So Jesus didn't tell them why they couldn't cure them, but he used some strong words for them. When the man came and said that, who they couldn't cure me, he said, you are faithless and you are perverse. And they left it. Now, but they came back to Jesus. And then came the disciples to Jesus apart privately and said, why couldn't we cast him out? Why? Why? They were very concerned. They got very worried because this is a sign of disgrace. They were so ashamed. Became a rumor in the town. The guys are following Jesus. But they are quick, 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 but they can't cast a demon. So they were concerned. It's a, it, it, it looked like a form of an imguasia kakra. The guys were feeling so ashamed. Why couldn't we cast him out? So they wanted a solution. Where did we get it wrong? And then Jesus came and Jesus answered, Jesus said unto them, Number one, because of what? Because of what? Say it very loud. Because of what? So what is the first reason why they couldn't cast a demon? Because of what? Not that the devil was strong. Not that the name of Jesus was. Because they were using the same method they used in the old. But this time, as you remember, you remember the disciples of John and the Pharisees came to complain to Jesus that these people are not fasting. As a result of overeating, unbelievers enter their heart. And as a result of the accumulation of unbelief, the devil sensing unbelief refused to leave. It means that faith is very important in dealing with the devil. But when faith becomes weak, what do you do to activate it? Now, you hear the Bible say faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But do you know that sometimes when you take the Bible to read, it doesn't come alive. Do you know that when you are fasting and you read the Bible, sometimes it comes alive. It means that the fast, oh, you are, you are not getting what I'm saying. Are you getting it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But sometimes, if you just take the Bible and read it wrong, you might not get anything from it. It means that there is something in our flesh that stirs up unbelief, that stirs up from catching the rhema of God's word. That can only be cured by the life of fasting. I'm teaching. I said I'm teaching. Hallelujah. Are you getting the point now? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove them to the yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible. But how bit, how bit, how bit, this kind, there are a lot of school of thought here. This kind, this kind, Somebody will say that Jesus is not talking about. He said, this kind, this kind. Other school of thought say he's talking about that particular demon. Another one say he's talking about faith. Whatever way you want to take it from. Let's take it first one. Let's say, when he start dealing with them, he didn't talk about a demon. He talked about their unbelief. It means that this kind, this kind can mean that. This kind of unbelief in your heart. That stops you from exercising authority and also stops the devil from resisting your authority can only move by fasting and prayer. Look at someone and say, This kind, this kind. There is a time in your life that there is a kind of unbelief that has entered you, only fasting can eliminate it.
For instance, Reverend Sue told me a very interesting, funny story. That when they were in school, some guys were going to cast a demon in tech. When they were the demonic man said, you, you have eaten food, you can't cast him out. The guys stood and said, we are going to fast and come. It definitely, it will not work because the devil has intimidated them. <laughs> no, the first I eat food that's not me, I can't cast you out. Are you getting what I'm talking about? They have to say, shut up. That's not part of you. Fufu doesn't stop me. We are not casting her because of who we are casting her because of the authority of the name of Jesus. So you will still go and fast and come, but you have mixed it. Because Satan knows that you don't believe where your authority lies. And you don't know the source of your authority. Your source of authority has nothing to do with what you have eaten, what you have not eaten. Your source of authority has to do with the fact that you have access to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name, I will do it. Amen. In the book of Mark chapter, Mark chapter 10, it says that, in my name, you shall lay hands on the sick, you shall cast out demons, you shall lay hands on the sick, you shall be healed. He said that what? Ah, ah, ah. You even take up serpents. If any deadly thing comes to you, it will not hurt you. That is why a most poisonous snake fastened to Paul her, and Paul didn't die because Paul knows Mark chapter 10. Shook it off. That shook it off. And that's it. This kind. So unbelief can be eliminated by the life of fasting. That is why when you fast, you naturally develop your faith. It's naturally. It, you, it, it, fasting necessarily does not develop your faith, but it kills unbelief inside you. And once unbelief dies, faith is on ascendancy. How be this kind going not about by prayer and fasting? This kind of unbelief, this kind of doubt, this kind of double-mindedness. Body, you know what? <laughs> if I have not come from a long waiting, and when we came, having our church even at the industrial area, some will say it is far. Some will say it's traffic. For God to tell me to bring a church here, if I've eaten fufu, come and say, no, this is not God. But my spirit was so light and connected to God that I didn't even look at the distance. It was not, I never put it in consideration. Never. Never. I've never thought about most of my spiritual fathers. You have heard them say that if God told them to put a chair, they would take and go Ma. You have heard them say it. Oh, one of them called me and said, Nana, What truly motivated you? Fasting, eh? Ginger something inside you that causes you to do what is humanly impossible. Because you are not walking by the flesh. what I just said. Put you. Because the thing that will let you doubt is your flesh. The thing that will lock you walk in unbelief is your senses. Now that you have brought the senses under subjection, the spirit man has risen very strong. And once the spirit man is on ascendancy, it is easy to hear God and obey him. So, right now, if you understand this one, then we can talk a little bit about faith. Number one, faith ignores the sense of the sense faculties. Everybody says sense faculties. sense faculties. 
Do you know fasting also ignores the sense faculties? Because when you are fasting, your flesh say eat, but you eat. So faith ignores the sense. Everybody says sense faculties. Faith ignores what? The sense what? Faculties of what? Sight. Everybody say sight. Everybody say smell. Everybody say taste. Everybody say touch. And everybody say hearing. What are the sense faculties? Number one is what? Two, smell, three, four, and five. So anytime you step into faith, you ignore those ones. You walk by faith and not by what? You walk by faith and not by feeling. We walk by faith and not by hearing. So God has said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. So when you claim you are walking by faith, how you feel is not important. He said, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke this head. When you finish, say, Pastor, ah, okay. He used to make me choo 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 above. After you pray, just come here. It is that the prayer will not work because you are living by feeling. That's why a lot of people are not getting healed in the church. Because 70 to 80% of the healing that happened in Jesus' ministry were the people's own faith. Mature ones. 12 years fronting of blood. Touch Jesus' garment and power entered them. Jesus said, Thy faith has made you. Bam, bam, bam. That's it. Faith ignores what? The sense faculty. Is that right? Of smell. Of what? Taste. Of what? Sight. Of what? So we walk by faith and not by what? Mm-hmm. Walk by faith and not by what? Sight. One day I told you that I was driving from Kofondia coming to Accra, and then they said there's fuel shortage, and then we're trusting God that when we get to Kofondia, we will get a fuel. We couldn't get it. I was there with my wife many years ago, driving a BMW 5 Series. And then something, whilst I was thinking, I heard a voice say, don't look at the gauge. We walk by faith. So, on the dashboard, I took a handkerchief and covered the gauge. And when we were driving at the point, we even forgot it. Because we were engaged in another conversation. And the car that has given us red brought us all the way to somewhere. We were using the mountains. So, we came through where? We came through some place. We were using the mountains. We came, I think, through a dental area there. No, yes, a dental around area. We find a filling station. We're just driving to get close to there and they can't stop. How God did it, I can't tell. As long as I'm watching the gate, God cannot work on it. The word of God came. Take your So when you come to the place that you see that humanly, nobody can help you. And you want God to intervene. Then take your eyes from the side. And believe it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. When Peter jumped on the water, the storms were there. But he was still walking on the water. The Bible says he turned from Jesus and started looking at the storm. Once you start watching what you can see and feel, faith loses its power. Immediately he started sinking. Do 
Do you know why it is very difficult for God to prosper you? Your eyes are too much on your bank account. Some of you can even tell people, okay, if you ask me one you can't be one that account me. And as long as, long as if you ask me one that's what you believe, that is what is going to happen to you. Now, I am a millionaire because of the installment I have in heaven. That is why I am excited to give to God. I give. Last week, the money I invested on this company, when I look at it, I was, I was afraid. Oh, so it gives me hope for the future. The Bible says you can lay your treasures in heaven. So anytime you come to church, you give a seed, you bless a man of God, you can pay your tithe, you are making deposits in your heavenly account. Oh, give the Lord a clap of it. It's a good one. You are making deposits in your heavenly account. You sow seed to a man of God. That is why sometimes practice it. Anytime you are under any pressure, the enemies attack you. Sometimes don't only pray. Combine the altar and the seed. Sow seed. Sow seed. Hallelujah. Sow seed. Bless men of God. Bless them. Sow seed. Pay. Put a sacrifice on the altar. Uh huh. When we say something in church, preaching a thing, he to sow a seed on it. If you are there, something is going, you pray, it doesn't work. Move the altar to act. Amen. Because that is what your mouth is saying. I cannot look at my bank account to determine how much I have. Because I don't walk by sight. Don't believe that. No. How can a church start building a city with 160,000 in the account? No. When we started this project, that is all the money this church have. Come and value here and look at it. All word came from the Lord. When I asked the Lord, so what do we do? Should we go follow? He said, don't dare. He looked at the way he responded and said, who can facilitate me? I didn't ask you to get money to build. Believe me to build. Okay. The first time I came, some of you have forgotten. I see you have the book. Can people bring cement? Can this one bring blocks? Can this one bring that? You remember? That's how we started. Bring cement, bring blocks, and people start bringing. Started. 24th of this year will be two years. We have never stopped a day. A day. Only sand, apart from sand, every day project goes on. Huh? You can do the same thing. You can use the same principle to build your, your factory. You can use to build your house. You, can, you, you as long as you say, "Okay, me I come me one you." That's it. That's when time you see there's no money in your account, you are depressed. When God was training me out of that thing, do you know what He did? He make me constantly close my bank account. Sometimes He make me give my car, and my wife car. We don't have a car. And he was training me not to depend on the physical. No, you must come out of that kind of thing. To those of people with bank take their fancy, they can know. <laughs> I have a worldly woman. Eh? <laughs> now they say uh, Dangote is probably the richest black man in the world. But there's a woman, I don't want to mention her name in America. He's very, very wealthy. Probably used to be the wealthiest black woman. He said, once you know, if you know a little history, you know. He said that he doesn't sign any check in his company 
that is less than fifty to hundred thousand dollars. If the check is less than about hundred thousand, you will never sign it. It's for the boys to sign. When I said that interview, I said, Lord, you must bless the kingdom. I met somebody here watching the guy say, Is there anything? Is there any two CDs are tougher? He walked from the John C looking for the two CDs back. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I gave him 100 CDs, he was still looking for the two CDs. Take this one and go, you are going to work. Because it's 102. Nothing should be wasted. But somebody say, let nothing be wasted. <laughs> oh. I was surprised when I gave him money, he was still not enough. He was still, ah. I was telling I said, this guy is still looking for this money. I was surprised. Be blessed. I said, be blessed. I said, be blessed. Amen. No, as we are fasting, God will bring us to that place. Oh. No, I have been there before, so I know. God will bring you to a place. You forget about some things. Amen. No, you forget about some things. If you are at a certain level, there's a way. Sometimes, the level where you are gives you a certain way of thinking. There was a day, my first car, somebody gave me as a gift. I moved from bedroom to come and sleep inside the car. My wife will come and I say, go, 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 I'm coming. I'm lying inside the car. I will be waxing the car. So, you see, the way you are so close to your car is because of where you are. By the time God bless you with 10 cars and move you, you will not even think about what a car is. May you come to that place. But you can only come there by faith. And fasting activates your faith. It helps you to kill unbelief in your heart. Am I teaching? Hallelujah. Write this one down. Fasting ignores failing. Write it down. Fasting ignores what? What does it ignore? Mm-hmm. Give it too much failing attention. Fasting ignores failing. Too much attention to failing. Ah! Too much attention. Mm-hmm. So, you have a little bit of menstrual pain. Even when the thing has started, you were expecting it. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra, or telephone, plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.